Thanks for listening to the Tech Weekly Podcast. This is episode 13 and 14 in one, and I will explain why in two seconds. And it is June 18th, 2007, and my name is Peter Kreplein. If you would have gone onto my blog or looked at my feed last week, you would have noticed that it was very hard to get um, episode 13. Uh, that was because I uh, tried a new service, and uh, it didn't quite work out. So... Um, we're going to go back to the old Iron Media, and uh, we're going to try it again. So uh, we've got a lot of space news to talk about, uh, believe it or not. Um, the space shuttle Atlantis successfully lifted off from the Kennedy Space Center and so on and so forth down in Florida uh, last Friday, and uh, is going up to the space space station uh, to do a supply mission and to do some addition additions to the space station, primarily with solar panels. We'll talk about that in a little bit in a second. And had a successful liftoff. They had some slight concerns about the heat uh, resistant blanket on the space shuttle, but they fixed that so they were able to come home very safely. Uh, they were bringing up new solar panels that would bring the space station up to its full power generation capability. And what this new solar panel did when they installed it uh, was it kind of screwed up their computers, um, and the computers that it screwed up was responsible for keeping the space station on the right orbit. So they troubleshooted that, and they eventually got everything back up and running, so everything is hunky-dory up in space, and the astronauts will be coming home very soon, uh, I believe Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. You can watch the Touchdown Live, they believe MSNBC will carry it, you can also go to NASA TV, and you can watch it live there, streaming on their website. Um, but that's space news, um, I just find it very interesting... Uh, what they did, and how they can troubleshoot things when they're like 180 miles above the Earth's surface. They're very... I just find space very interesting, so that's why I decided to put it in the podcast. Um, If you would have also listened to the podcast last week, you would have also known that there's a lot of Mac news, or Apple news, going around. Uh, The first thing about the iPhone is that it is coming out June 29th, and Apple released that data in a commercial instead of a formal press release. Um, that was the first bit of news. The second bit of news is that the uh, Worldwide Developers Conference is going on this week, or was going on last week, um, at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, California. And the keynote, which you can watch on Apple's website, is focused mostly on the new operating system, Mac OS X Leopard, um, which you can you can watch Keynote again on Apple's website. Mac OS X Leopard, if you're not familiar with it, it is a brand new operating system. It builds upon the Mac OS X Tiger. Uh, it integrates full 64-bit capabilities. Uh, it also integrates a new clutter-free desktop, uh, Spaces as well, which allows you to manage your desktops, and Time Machine, which allows you to go back in time and search for stuff that you've deleted, modified, whatever. So, a good update, and... Uh, I'm going to look forward to Leopard. I haven't got the money to buy a Macintosh yet, but I might consider doing so very soon. Um, also, Apple making some slight adjustments to their uh, MacBook and MacBook Pro line. They bumped up the processors. They now come in 2.2 to 2.4 gigahertz Intel Core 2 Duo uh, for both the MacBook and the MacBook Pro. And they now have 802.11 and wireless coverage and a new NVIDIA 8600MGT graphics card in the 
Pro and the they basically bumped up everything: hard drive, processor speed, graphics card, and but surprisingly they've kept it at the same price, which is a good thing. So uh, they're making some slight upgrades to the MacBook line and the iMac line as well. Uh, just you know, catching up with the times and getting ready for the release of Leopard as well. Um, that's basically it for the Apple news uh, that we have. Uh, if, you, if you're going to college, just a little uh, side note, if you're going to college and you want to buy a, an Apple, you'll get a free iPod as well. Just a little deal that they're going with lately. Um, now to some real technology news. And uh, this is a, a very interesting story that we're going to come across now. Uh, the telephone company Verizon is uh, being investigated uh, because they're apparently letting their copper wire network uh, go to rack and ruin in Virginia while they develop their uh, fiber optic network right up here in good old New York. Um, now, I don't know why they're doing this because Virginia does offer a very large portion of Verizon's um, Revenue, and it's not really a good thing to alienate a whole state that does have a regulation agency that can fine you. Uh, so, I don't know why Verizon's doing this. Maybe they're, I think, I think they're basically mesmerized by the light that fiber optic gives you. Um, but I don't know. It's just, Verizon to me is just going in the in the in the wrong direction. Uh, so, oh well, Verizon will get it one day and they'll come back. Um, uh, the Boston University student uh, is now fighting the RIAA to attempt to discover the names behind the IP addresses. Um, now, the, believe it or not, the RIAA is going against colleges for their students too, who uh, download music and upload music and share music on these uh, services like LimeWire and Kazaa and all the others. And finally, they're actually fighting the RIAA because it's kind of an invasion of privacy, and uh, the RAA has been very, very, very greedy lately with their uh, uh, crusades to stop uh, file sharing, uh, so it's it's a good thing that uh, college students are standing up for their rights, because the RIAA thinks it can just g- go and say, well, we're the music industry, and you downloaded music from us, and because you downloaded one song, we want you to pay us $20,000. I don't really see the logic in that, but unfortunately, some of our lawmakers have. And, of course, unfortunately, our lawmakers are a bunch of uh, old farts who don't know what the hell a computer is. That is my opinion. Um, Qualcomm, the a cell phone manufacturer, is in a bit of trouble. Uh, the International Trade Commission uh, solved a patent dispute between Qualcomm and Broadcom uh, by not allowing anyone to ship... Qualcomm's chips uh, that have 3G support in them. Interesting. So they're basically acting as though they're they're the uh, the be all and end all of the government, not consulting any any of the uh, people about what they want. They're just saying, well, we're gonna we're not gonna allow you to uh, uh, import any new 3G devices at all. That's it. That's gonna solve the patent problem. Qualcomm is seeking a. Um, presidential veto of this ruling, and they hopefully will be able to restore their 3G service. If you're looking into a 3G phone or a high-speed internet phone, don't worry, they're still going to be uh, shipped. The older ones, they're going to be shipped, they're already grandfathered in, but new ones, you're not going to see much of them uh, for a while. Um, Last week, if you would have listened to my podcast as well, 
I did a little tutorial on how to buy computers. So now that we're done talking about the news, uh, let's talk about how to buy a computer. Um, I've gotten many personal requests lately to advise people on what kind of computers are good and what kind of computers are not so good. So I decided to do a podcast because it's very easy, it gets out to a lot of people, and I hope uh, that people listen to this and take this advice seriously because a lot of people, they know computers, but they don't exactly know how to buy a computer. So I thought I'd construct this little guide and to help people. Um, so the first thing you're going to want to decide when you're buying a computer is whether you want a Macintosh or a Windows. Uh, now, this decision can be an easy or hard decision. And I would primarily base uh, uh, the decision on what you have now. If you have a Mac, go with a Mac now. If you have a Windows, go with a Windows. Unless someone has really expressed an, uh, a, a strong interest in switching over, I wouldn't buy um, another platform because you know it and you're used to it. Uh, so that's the decision whether to buy a Mac or PC can be hard, and it's basically based on what you want to do with your computer. Um, Macintosh, they're slightly better for graphics design, and uh, Windows are better for compatibility and uh, uh, gaming as well. So decide what you want to do with them, and uh, you can make up your mind on that. Uh, once you decide whether you're going to buy a Mac or PC, decide whether you want a desktop or a laptop. Now, Here's the way to decide that. If you want to be able to carry your computer around, get a laptop. If you're not going to want to carry your PC around and you want more of a powerful PC, get a desktop. Um, if you want to be able to carry your PC but you want a powerful machine, um, you can get what's called a desktop replacement notebook. These are around 20 pounds. They're not the, they're not the lightest things. Uh, but... They're good for a college student who's going to occasionally carry it around, but not that much, and wants a little power. Um, they're heavy. You're not going to want to carry them around all the time, but if you want the same power that you're going to get in a desktop, you you should look into a desktop replacement notebook. Um, there are several companies that offer desktop replacement notebooks. Uh, we're going to look at two of them right now. Um, just a note about gaming PCs. A lot of people say, I'm going to buy a gaming PC. Gaming PCs, alright, if you're going to want to keep a computer for a while, okay, go ahead, buy a gaming PC. But it's not really that essential to buy a gaming PC because uh, it's just not worth it. You can get away with playing games on some lower-end machines. Um, it's I don't really find it essential to buy a gaming PC, unless you want to keep it for four or five years. And then fine, go ahead, buy a gaming PC. Um, once you've done, uh, once you've finished deciding what kind of uh, PC you want to buy, whether it's a desktop or a laptop, and again, it's based on personal preference, whether you want to carry your PC around or you want to have it somewhere stationary, you want a powerful PC. Um, decide uh, how much you want to spend. And the amount of features that you're going to get in the computer basically are dictated upon how much you want to spend. Know that a computer around $500, $600, you're probably going to get a monitor, you're probably going to get a pretty decent machine as well. So that's the amount I intend to spend if I were getting a good family machine or a good machine that's going to last you for a few years. Um, so what kind of brands do you want to buy? Well, I like Dell and HP, but there are other good brands out there like uh, Toshiba for laptops, uh, eMachines for desktops, 
Um, let's see, Gateway is pretty good. Uh, I would, if you're gonna buy a computer, I'd, I'd buy it directly from the manufacturer because you're gonna get the best deal and you're gonna get the best support. Uh, and you're also not gonna be hassled as much for extended warranties if you would go to Best Buy and buy your computer. I, I just, I hate ex- the, would, would you like to buy an extended warranty? No, thank you. Would you like, like to buy an extended warranty? I just said no, thank you. Okay. I just, I hate going into Best Buy and they haggle you for the extended warranty, which is like, $50 or $100 and you really don't use it. More about extended warranties later. Uh, so when you pick out your brand, uh, again, the brand you're going to buy, personal preference or price, HP tends to be lower in price than Dell uh, or, frankly, anyone else. And Dell tends to be a little bit lower than anyone else as well. IBM is a little bit more expensive. They have good computers, though. Uh, decide how much you want to spend and what brand you're going to buy. And then look at computers. And you're going to probably run into a list of long specifications. Uh, first one you're probably going to see is processor. Um, anything that says dual core or has a speed around 2.5 to 3 gigahertz, it's going to get you through games and your daily activities. Um, RAM. Uh, which is basically the space a computer has to go has to work. Uh, a number around a gigabyte of RAM is pretty good. Uh, they can also label it memory as well. Uh, video cards, you're going to want to get a good video card these days. Uh, if you're going to go with Windows Vista Home Premium or above, you're going to need a good video card. And if you're going to want it to go into gaming, uh, you're going to want a good video card. Um, a Something NVIDIA or graphics media accelerator from an Intel is good. Uh, that'll get you through games. Um, know that if you have Windows X uh, Vista Home Premium, you're probably already going to be matched up with a pretty good video card, and you're not going to need to expand upon it. That video card will probably be able to get you through uh, some good games. Um, just briefly, let me explain some of the versions of Windows. Uh, Windows X, Windows, I keep calling it XP. Uh, it's it's Vista. Windows Vista Home Basic is like an upgraded XP. It has no no fancy graphic swooping and stuff. It's got just the basics. Uh, you won't need that much RAM for it, and you won't need them, that big graphics card for it. It's just a basic operating system just to get through your Word documents and whatnot. Uh, home Premium is going to require a higher amount of RAM and a bit better graphics card. Um... And you're going to get the better graphics with it, the swooping, the, you know, all that stuff that Vista is so renowned for. Um, And business, again, suited for businesses. If you're going to buy a PC, uh, you might get a better deal on on a business version than in a home version. And, of course, Ultimate has everything rolled into it. So, uh, you know, you get everything. Business, home, everything. Just get everything. Um... Again, know that if you're going to have home premium or above, you're going to have a pretty good graphics card. So, uh, um, you, you're going to be able to play some good games. A hard drive space, anything around 160 gigabytes or 100 gigabytes is good enough. That'll be good enough for your uh, store files and stuff. Uh, on a laptop, they're going to be slightly small. They might be around 100 to 60 gigabytes. That's fine for a laptop. Um, if you look for a CD-ROM, DVD-ROM drive... In these days of making movies and stuff, if you're going to make movies and you're going to want to put them on DVDs, definitely get a DVD rewritable drive, but otherwise just get a CVD, CD uh, writer. Um, and then, of course, they're going to want you to buy an extended warranty, and here's the deal with extended warranties. If you're buying a lower-end machine, like around $600, it's not really necessary that you invest in the extended warranty because anything that's going to break is going to break within the first year, and that's under your standard coverage anyway. 
Also, if you're going to buy a lower-end PC, they're probably going to come out with better technologies in two years anyway, which is when your standard warranty usually ends. If you're buying a gaming PC like an XPS or a, a uh, let's see, an Alienware or a Voodoo, definitely invest in the extended warranty. It's like about $100, $200. You're going to have the computer for a while, and if anything goes wrong, you're definitely going to use it. So, a gaming PC, definitely buy the extended warranty for lower-end PC. You don't need to worry about it. Um, once you uh, finish picking out your PC, they're probably going to want to let you customize it. I would shy away from customizing it. Uh, maybe just bump up the hard drive space a little bit if you want a little bit more hard drive space or RAM or whatever. But generally speaking, they put together the best configurations uh, right there for you on screen, what they have for you to pick from. You're going to get it the, fast because, the fastest because if you have it customized, they're going to have to say, open it up and physically customize it for you. So generally speaking... Just stick with what they they have customized uh, setup right there for you on the screen. Um, and then, of course, you're going to have to buy it. Um, I would buy a computer online because uh, Dell and HP, they have very good security. And I would happen to doubt that anyone's going to steal your information on Dell or XP. Uh, Dell or uh, HP, rather. Um, if you're not wanting to use a credit card on either of these websites... I know that Dell or HP ha- take PayPal, and that is expanding. And uh, basically all the computer manufacturers, they have very good security, so I wouldn't be worried at all. In some cases, you can call up and get the same deals, but in most cases, the best deals are online. So I would definitely buy a computer online. I would have no qualms about it whatsoever. Um once you get your PC, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope it lasts a long time. Uh, just know that the support from Dell or HP is very good. If you go with another brand, you're going to have to investigate the support, because I'm not quite familiar with the support of other brands. But if you go with Dell or HP, which are personally my favorite two brands, um, you're going to get phenomenal support, um, and you're going to have a great experience. Uh, I'm using a Dell right now, and... Uh, I'm very happy with it. I've had it for two years, and it's lasted well. I've actually up- updated the RAM while back to, I think, like 512 megabytes. So it's it's a phenomenal machine, and it just runs well. You're going to get a lot of uh, use out of it. Also, if you would have listened to last week's episode, we talked about uh, some websites where you can download free and legal independent music. And uh, the reason why I decided to do this was because the RAAA is cracking down on people who download off of sites like LimeWire. So if you're interested in getting free music that's new, that's fresh, that you don't have to pay for, uh, there are three websites. Uh, these three websites are mp3unsigned.com, garageband.com, and isound.com. I'll put these all in the show notes. Um, and these allow you to download artist, uh, independent artists that are not signed. You can get the music for free. You can put it on your iPod. There's no DRM. And it's phenomenal music. They have great jazz. Uh, I go on these sites, I find great music. They have charts that you can find the top songs and download them. And uh, it's just a, these are just phenomenal sites to download music if you want to get some free uh, music that is legal and that is fresh as well. So if you're looking for some new music and you're getting a little bored of the artists that you're already listening to, you might want to check out these sites. I'll provide all these websites addressed in my show notes. Uh, and you'll be able to get those show notes at my blog, or I believe they are also attached with my RSS feed. Um, that is basically it uh, for this week. 
uh, episode 13 and 14 as well in the same one. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I would hope to, to see you back here next week, uh, where we will talk about how to build your own PC, uh, because mm, people might not want to buy PCs, they might want to build PCs. I'm actually going to build a PC this summer. So if you're interested in building a PC and you want to know how, tune in next week, and I'm going to have a complete how-to guide on how to build your own PC. I'm not going to film it or anything. I might actually, you don't know. Um... But next week, a complete guide on how to build your own PC. You're definitely going to want to tune in for that one. Uh, this has been episode 13 slash 14 for June 18th, 2007. My name is Peter Crapman, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening.